It is time now for fun facts to make you sound smart. Drop these into conversation. Come across even more witty, charming, and informed than you already are. And stop life around you from being so freaking boring. I love this, Chris. You are going to love this. Okay. This is a practice we should adopt here in America. There's a festival in Nepal. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but it's called Kakur Tahar. Okay. It's a festival solely dedicated to dogs. Let's go. And thanking them and honoring them for their friendships. Dogs during Kakur Tahar in Nepal are celebrated, blessed, and given flower garlands and food as part of the festival. And a dog festival, a day that celebrates how great dogs are, a day where we actually honor them and have a party for them. Belly rubs galore, garlands oh, yeah. and food and all the above. We should do this. We should find out what day it is and do it. Yeah, here. I'm in. I mean, the good news is Elvira already expects all of that when you see her. This like, is true. She wants, give me the necklaces and the beads, rub my belly, scratch my butt, <laughs> tell me I'm pretty. I, all of it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that we should have a dog festival here in, yes. in America because it would really give dogs a chance to raise the woof. Indeed. Uh, the city that's made the most bids to host the Olympics without ever getting one. And Ooh. based on what happened this past weekend, just gone by, I'm like, come on. The ball needs to literally roll their way every once in a while. Hook them up. Detroit? Yeah. Yeah. That said, that said, hey. people really going to Detroit for a sporting event? You think... Better be the Summer Olympics. <laughs> uh, they are zero. After seven bids to host the Olympics, seven. Yeah. However, they gave up a little while ago. Their most recent one was back in 1972. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, have you ever been to Detroit? Yeah, yeah. I love it. I, it's, I mean, it's nice. I mean, it gets a bad rap, and there yeah. are parts that are pretty downtrodden. Yeah. But by and large, it's a really nice city. Really nice city. Really great food. Great food. Everyone I know there is just a delightful freaking person. And I don't use the word delightful or freaking lightly. Right. Like, I think everyone I know from Detroit has been like the nicest person I've ever met until I meet another Detroit person. And then they're the nicest person I've ever met. I True. believe our longtime listener, Shockwave, is from Detroit. Originally. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, London is the opposite. They've made four big to host the Olympics and every single time they've got it. <laughs> really? They're four for four. Yeah, they're four for four. All right. If you drive an expensive car, I'm curious to get your take on this. 97411. How does it make you feel? 974 if you drive an expensive car because according to research, driving an expensive automobile, Chris, makes you think that you are more attractive. Really? It does, yeah. What are we, where are we drawing the line at expensive? Well, here's the thing. If you're spending half your income on a leased Mercedes, okay. <laughs> the good news is this. It does probably make other people think you're better than them as well. This new study looked at how we perceive people based on just the type of car they drive, and it found that a luxury automobile really can give you a leg up. They found that when someone's got an expensive ride, other people assume they're higher up in the social hierarchy. Interesting. Uh, they've done something I can't. They know things I don't. 
there's probably an important person with an important job behind the wheel of that car, or at least a lot of money. That's right. what we all tend to think. Right. Or, or mom and dad bought it for him. That is also a possibility, especially when you see someone very young, yeah. I think. You know, you're like, okay, either a YouTube star or mom and dad have done okay. I don't consider myself to have a luxury or expensive car, but I don't have a cheap car. Yeah. And a couple of weeks ago, I pulled up to a stoplight and I looked over and there was a 17-year-old driving the exact same car. And I was like, okay, I know you didn't buy that car. Well, also, I mean, you have a very adult car. I'm guessing he was just taking mom and dad's ride out for a spin because Maybe. you have a sensible family automobile. It's very nice. Yeah. Certainly nicer than any car I've ever bought. But, and it does make me feel like um, Chris has succeeded in ways I'll never succeed. Well, look, for me, I drive to a, a lot, lot of different cities. Yeah. And when I buy my cars, I always tell people, like, I don't care how fast it can go from zero to 60 because there's speed limits. Yeah. You want to sell me a car? I want to be comfortable in it for three plus hours and it better have a damn good sound system because I have to play music for people. Well, also, you're like a realtor. A realtor has to have a nice car to... It's like a mobile office. Yeah, take people around. Like, when you say, step into my office and listen to this record I'm asking you to play, everything kind of has to sort of line up. And, yes. You know, like, you, well, you are setting the mood for dealing with... The people that you're trying to hawk records to. And also, like you just said, you know, there's times where you have to pick people up. I'm not going to pick Brent Smith up at the airport in a 72 Chevy Nova. I don't know. I have a feeling that Brent Smith, lead singer Shinedown, who you help manage, I have a feeling that he would enjoy the character of it. I mean, I think he, he might, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, also, Bill you, certainly would not. Yeah. Also, if you drive a more expensive car, it makes you more attractive to potential mates for all the obvious reasons. Again, yeah. money. They found it's true. Whether you're a man or a woman, driving a pricey car makes people feel like, oh, that person's really got their stuff together. They say individuals with high status are perceived as competent, attractive, receive preferential treatment, and are likely to be favored in job selection. So if you drive up to a job interview in a nice car, you want to make sure they see it because chances are it's going to help you close a deal. They found that driving a pricey car also makes you think that you're more attractive and socially superior. So whether it's deserved or not, that guy speeding by you in a new BMW is getting a nice big ego boost from you, from it. No, note to self, next time I have to go to a job interview, get a shirt made that says, ask me about my automobile. <laughs> yeah, well, that dude, that dude feels great about himself. Doesn't seem fair, does it? But take heart, that Mercedes or BMW does nothing about the size of their junk. The AD Show with AD Roundtree. Mornings on KC95, St. Louis's classic rock. That's what I tell myself anyway as I pull up in my 2002 Heap with a tape deck in it. All right, we talked about this last time on Fun Facts to Make You Sound Smart. In 2005, a South African Army major by the name of Marius Ells adopted a baby hippo after rescuing it from a flooding river. After years of bonding with Humphrey the Hippo, what happened? 974-1111, first correct answer we get on the way to see Celebration Day at Soundgarden, Rikeshi. 
Soundgarden found Black Days on KC95. It's the AD Show. AD and Chris. Jody. What? In 2005, Jody, a South African Army major by the name of Marius Ells adopted a baby hippo after rescuing it from a flooding river. He bonded for years with this hippo named Humphrey. He was a pet on his 400-acre farm. He learned to swim with humans. This guy was photographed riding on the hippo's back. He said, Humphrey's just like a son to me. Humphrey the hippo is like a human. There's a relationship between me and Humphrey, and that's what some people don't understand. They think they can only have relationships with dogs, cats, and domestic animals, but I have a loving relationship with the most dangerous animal in Africa. In 2011, after six years of bonding with Humphrey the hippopotamus, what did Humphrey do? He drug him in the water and ate him. Yeah, he did. He sure did. Humphrey dragged his adopted father into a river, the one where he was rescued, and ate him. Uh, see what he did there? He made him feel like he loved him, and then he ate him alive. You know what that makes him, dude? What? A hypocrite. And also a hungry, hungry hippo. And also a hungry, hungry hippo. Dude, you're going to see Celebration Day. Hold the line, all right? All right, thank you.